With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week's edition of Sports Blogger Radio, brought to you by FanJunkies.net. I'm your host, John Larry, and with me is always Scott Looney. Yes, no Irish just, name? No Irish name today. What? I'm, I'm not doing an Irish name. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the Celtics uh, playoff loss, the Boston Bruins win and loss. Actually, the loss and win, if you want to. Go back there, and we're going to be talking about a little uh, little post that I put up the other day um, about uh, Terrell Owens stating that he would love to play for the New England Patriots. So we're going to and bring that up. Um, my my man here, Scott, he's a little tired, he's a little out of it. I am shocked. I just didn't get an Irish name. Are you? I, I don't know. I'm not sure what just happened. I'm in awe right now, ladies and gentlemen. He, Exactly, you should be. That was the whole point. That was the shock factor right there. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. I just, I, I feel like my Irish identity is just not there anymore. I don't know. See, see what happens when you deal with me? I just come out of nowhere with new I, stuff. That's a very rare no-name right there. <laughs> Scott uh, Looney, you were like, what? Yeah, that was just like, ah, uh, I was looking for the McGriffin or the McConnor O'Leary, O'Leary or something like we'll call, that. All right, all right. You really want one? No, no. You know what? No, we're doing it without. Nope, no, we're not. Nope. Doing, now you're getting one. Now you're getting no, one. Next time you got to make up for nope. it. Give me a good Irish name. Scott McDonald's O'Blooney. McDonald's O'Blooney. McDonald's. Right, that's that makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you feel, you feeling it up to it now? Yeah. Feeling good. All yeah, right. Feeling pretty good now. I got my. Okay. Irish. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna talk about Game Six of the uh, Celtics Knicks. Um, obviously, for everybody who doesn't know, um, actually, I should say for everyone who does know, because it wasn't really shocking news that they had lost this playoff game, uh, they played terribly, uh, plain and simple. You know, uh, Paul Pierce didn't have a good game. I mean, it's just down the line. And so they're just, uh, they got a lot to think about this offseason. Yeah. What Steve, do you think, Scott? Stephen A. Smith is... Oh, I don't even don't even go down that road, with Stephen A. Smith. That guy. Stephen A. Smith is making me a little freaked. Well, uh, Stephen never, A. Smith it, is making me a little curious to see what's like. That is the extreme right there. Um, you know, uh, Eric Bledsoe and Blake Griffin, and uh, we lose Paul Pierce and and Doc, Doc Rivers. Rivers. No, that's just, that's just it can that's, never it will it. Can and will never happen. No, but you just said like we got a lot to think about this off season and like yeah, we do. I'm talking like you know exchanging some players and stuff like that. I'm not talking about getting rid of like you know the entire franchise that is you know Paul Pierce. I mean yeah, the guy's always been playing for 15 seasons and stuff like that. But come on, guys, you know what I mean? Blake Griffin, 
Blake Griffin, Eric Bledsoe, and Karen Butler. Like, now listen, doesn't Blake Griffin have some sort of no trade clause? I'm pretty sure he does. Guy's a franchise player. Well, I don't know. I, I, I this is just I. Hey, I know nothing about. I just heard uh, this. Maybe we should be asking Yoni, huh? I, I, we should <laughs> be asking Yoni. I just heard this on. You know, I know that Vinny Del Negro got fired. Um, or is likely on his way out. Um, Why? He he brought him to the playoffs two years in a row. Why would they fire him? Because he's got Chris Paul and and you know he's got Chris. Well, he's got the championship pieces, and he just can't. They something is holding them back. Well, it's not his fault. I mean, well, you know what? Well, here's the thing: the way that that professional sports works, if you well, the way with that most of these things work is that if you have all the pieces for a championship and there's something still not clicking, it's the coach's fault. Like that's the way no, it works. No, that's I know, I know. It just I th- I just think it sucks. Like like and I brought this up many, many times on our shows, even just talking with you. Like how about we start uh making the players accountable instead of like always making the coaches accountable for I I, their I, I understand that, but I think that uh, I don't know, the the players the players on the on the Clippers, they're they're stacked. Like, oh no, it just doesn't make sense. That's it. They they so, and they, spent they had some money. Time. They they you know they traded who they needed to trade for. You know they they were a good team. I don't understand. They they, they had a first round exit, and you know if Chris Paul is gonna resign, then it's it's like either Chris Paul or Vinny Del Negro. Like it's, it's either or. So I th- I think at this point maybe I think that that's what I you know from a GM perspective that's what it's got to be because like they have to. So do you think like and let me just throw this out you know kind of going back to the Celtics thing do you think that Chris Paul would probably possibly sign with them because of the opportunity to play under Doc Rivers? I mean mm-hmm. I don't know this is getting real deep and hypothetical Stephen A. Why did you do this to us? I, I did this guy. I, oh, why did you do this to us? Apparently, apparently they were talking. They were just talking. I don't know if it was lately or if it was in the middle of the season, but they were talking. Like whatever, whatever talking in the sports world means. That's what they were doing. And like there was a trade offer posed to, uh, excuse me, proposed to LA that was uh, Bledsoe. And I don't know who the other guy was. Griffin it, and uh, no, 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 it wasn't Griffin. Was it wasn't John Gr- Jordan. Yeah, it was him and Bledsoe for Pierce and Garnett. That and was the not, trade. Not not enough. Well, yeah, not enough. Obviously, you know what I mean. So I don't know if this was just like a rumor that was going on or whatever. But Stephen A. Smith says, you know, that the self that, that the the Clippers said, okay, if you want Blake Griffin, this is what you got to give us. Dark you know, Rivers. Yeah, Dark Rivers, KG. Uh, but more importantly, Pierce, you know, Doc Rivers. I think that he's the most valuable person in that package. By far. oh, obviously, you know, obviously. unless unless the uh, unless the Celtics can call up uh, what's the guy's name? He coached the Lakers. Um, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Unless that. Imagine if. Imagine if that. Wow, happened. that's a great scenario, man. Imagine I tell you, if that happened. Imagine if we sold the great. Away Doc the great Rivers Zen master, huh? And and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Wow, we weren't even talking about this before the show, and this just turned into this. Oh, I, I never <laughs> even think hypothetical. Like uh, obviously, you know, it, during the uh, during the season there, when the Lakers went ahead and fired their coach, um, Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike Brown. 
And they went ahead and fired him. You know, Phil Jackson was like, hey, I'll come back and coach for the Lakers. Now, now this talks about Phil Jackson possibly uh, uh, coaching the, uh, Nets. the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's a big enough market for him. Phil Jackson. Well, he, could you imagine if he came? I, listen, the, hey. All right, all right, all right. This is, I know this is probably like. The, this is out of the blue. I know. The probability I, of this is not going to happen. I'm sure Yoni right now is just sitting and he's like, oh, why? Why yeah. would you say? But imagine but, if. You know, think about it, though. Phil Jackson has the credibility. I mean, the guy's got, what, 10 championships or not, something? Not only that, but like, it's the Celtics organization. It's not like the, the Brooklyn Nets. Like, this is like a. Like an old school, traditional, yeah. like this is something that he would want. It's an original team. It's an original team. It's so, historic. It's got, you know, I mean, come on. Why not want to step into Red Arbuck's, you know, shoes? If he did, you know, uh, Bulls, Lakers, Celtics, that would just uh, – but, but – but, um, this, right. is, this is all hypothetical. This is all hypothetical. We're not saying anything. We don't have any credible sources or anything like that, but it would be pretty sweet, like – it would definitely loosen, uh, excuse me, uh, lo- um, soften the blow if we were to lose Doc Rivers, um, KG, and uh, Paul Pierce. If we were to lose those guys and gain those players and Phil Jackson, then you know, then maybe I think uh, Celtics Nation could probably breathe a little bit um, because I don't know about the rest of them, but for me, I don't deal with change too well when like uh, long-term players leave. So. Yeah, I would I would like to see Paul Pierce retire as a Celtic. Um, oh, absolutely. And like, if he's if he's willing to take a, I mean, if he's willing to, t- I want to I want to lose Kevin Garnett or Paul Pierce, even though they can't like, even though Paul Pierce can't play. Well, he can play in a situation where he he's limited to a certain I, role. I think yeah, I think now I think it's come to the time where Paul Pierce um, he can't be expected to carry a team. Yeah, he. I think he honestly he he needs to start thinking about coming off the bench. To be honest with you, no, Take too much time. he'll I, stay healthier. You know, he'll you know stay fresher. I think. You know, I think that he's humble enough to, and he's smart enough to kind of. He's not gonna pull an Allen Iverson. You know, come off the bench. He's gonna. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> uh, I he's six-time agree. All-Star MVP, first-team All-American Talking NBA. Talking about practice. Come off the bench. No, but um. Talk- about practice. I think that I think that if uh, <laughs> oh, Allen Iverson, he's the next big comeback we need. Um, well, for a while there, he would, uh, there was talks that uh, you know they were going to go after him. But I mean, T Mac came back. I think he's on, he's on the Spurs now. You know, he's he they, he came back. Um, Tracy, Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he came back. I, I think he came back. I, I'm pretty sure he came back for the playoffs with the Spurs. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He he worked out a deal with the the Spurs. He was thirty. He's thirty three years old. Like about. So last time he played was two seasons ago. Yeah, with the uh, Wizards, right? No, Atlanta. No, 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 got, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Just with Atlanta. Yeah, he's been. He he, got, and then he played this year in the Chinese Basketball Association, averaging twenty five points, seven rebounds, and five assists per game. Okay, because I, I if, if I if I remember correctly, he was with. With the uh, the Wizards, got traded from the Wizards to the Rockets. I don't know, dude. He's been everywhere. But Stephen A. You heard it here first. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson to the Celtics. Phil Jackson to the Celtics, and we're gonna take Blake Griffin and we'll start our Aaron own. Butler and Eric Bledsoe. 
But oh man, if Rondo had those moving parts around him, like if he had like the 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 alley oops, well, if, from if, Rondo to well, Griffin, if if Rondo had uh, if Rondo had a Blake Griffin, well, I, Blake Griffin without it. he would without a doubt be the MVP because you you have Chris Paul who's not exactly a pure point guard, he's a shooting point guard, and like he's putting it up all the time. If you yeah. have someone whose like primary focus is to dish it out, like. He will be like he will be racking up an absurd amount of points. So well, it'll, I mean, it'll be ridiculous. Think, like think about like um, how many times. Well, I don't know if it, yeah, it might have been the beginning of this year. I mean, how many times do we see Rajon Rondo in the uh, assist category, like almost assist leader, almost every year? Yeah. So. Do you know what I mean? Like if he's going ahead and he's going to give it to Blake Griffin, who can jump over a darn car, I think he's going to go ahead and dish it up to him as much as possible. Yeah, so you know, there, there's a there's a thing. It's all speculation. But all right, but, but I'm not gonna get into. <laughs> I think that the moral of the story is that the Celtics are now gonna be buyers. They're gonna be trying to get rid of some of the old parts. They Maybe. have to though. They, the well, that sucks because I don't want to get rid of the old parts because I love the old parts. It's the stuff I, I'm watching growing up. But like, they're gonna I have to do agree. something. I fully agree. I mean, the thing is, this is only so long you can keep people on. You know. Yeah. So. Like, like, I don't want. I don't want to see. I'd much rather see Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce coming off the bench until they decide that they don't want to play anymore, than having them in um, whatever color the L.A. Clippers are, red, white, and blue. I don't, I don't know. know, something like that. You know what I mean? Like I would, you know, seeing them over there, you know, and and stuff like that. I would much rather have that. But then again, you know, the, the Celtics have don't have a whole lot of cap room. They're they're pretty tight on their their payroll, so. Yeah, but if they dump a, if they, I mean, if they dump Doc Rivers, I mean, anything's possible. But I think that the moral of the story is that they need to. It's only going to get worse from here. Um, they need if, yeah. if we don't, if we don't, you know, if we don't. You figure, you figure if they went ahead and uh, let the, uh, let these guys go, and you know, it, it, it say say the trade doesn't work with uh, you know L A. They, they let these guys go, then they're going to go ahead and uh, have to. You know they're gonna to have to part ways with some of these guys, and then they're gonna have, then you gotta consider rebuilding. I would think you know I, mean? I would think that this is now Rajon Rondo and Jeff Green's team. This is their team. And See, I, I I would I would semi semi agree with you. I think I honestly, I mean, me personally, I don't th- I don't think Rajon Rondo is gonna be around too much longer either. He'll be uh, around for a long time. You think Stop. so? I, yep. They're constantly talking about trying to trade him to see no. what they get. If 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 they get rid of so if they if they get rid of Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, which I think they probably will, um, or if Kevin Garnett even decides to play, well, if, Kevin if Garnett's they, already come out and said that he will. You know, it really depends on what Paul Pierce does. If Paul Pierce decides to come back, he's going to come back. If Paul Pierce gets traded, then Kevin Garnett might say, "I want to go where he's going." So, well, I think that. Um, What's it called? I think that Doc Rivers and the Celtics have invested way too much time in taming Rajon Rondo to just let him go. So I think that I think that this is his team. I think that this is his team now, and he's the most skilled. He's, in my opinion, and this is not me being a homer. He's the most skilled. He, he can get you the ball the best. And uh, yeah, he's not the best shooter by any means. He's not the quickest or most athletic, but he has the best vision of anyone on the court whenever he's on the court. And I will I will stand by that wholeheartedly and you know if Paul P- uh, no excuse me not Paul Pierce if Rajon Rondo the thing is is Rajon Rondo doesn't have to be the best shooter 
You know what I mean? He doesn't. He is on. All he has to do is really, honestly, focus on on uh, giving, you know, feeding the ball to the guys that are the good shooters. But I don't know. Like it's really gonna. It's it's. I'm really anxious to see um, what they got in store for next. You know what I mean? What they're gonna, what their plans are, or at least what their attempts are going to. Jeff, do. it's gonna be Jeff Green and Rajon Rondo. If they can get rid of, if they can unload Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and bring in some new younger people and start rebuilding, that, I think that's gonna be a good idea. Not to, well, I mean, let's not forget they still have Jaron Solinger too. You oh, yeah, I mean? as long as he can stay healthy, geez. Well, I, I think he would. Uh, I, you know, they just if they can monitor his minutes. You love Sully. You always try. I to do. You do. I I do because I think the kid. I think the kid. He's, he's got, got an got, Irish last name. That's why you love him. <laughs> he's got the he's got the mentality. He's got the Kevin Garnett mentality, and I like that. Yeah, he brings toughness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So that was like. We just spent a lot of time talking about. That. I know, yeah, we weren't, you know, we weren't originally going to do that, but no, that's no, fine. No, no, no. Uh, that's not the right there. Um, we didn't even, uh, <laughs> we didn't even talk about the actual the game. Loss. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, yeah. I guess, not. <laughs> whatever, whatever. That was more entertaining, anyway. I mean, the Celtics lost. Everyone kind of saw it coming. Um, yeah. I know that anything's possible in the playoffs, but at this point, we're too old and tired. And, you know, it, it was a matter of time, especially when they came out to an early, like, three-game lead. Like, you can't – there's not much you can do to come back. From That's that. what I'm saying. It, like, that – stuff like that only happens once in a while. <clears throat> 2004 Red Sox. <laughs> uh, 2009 Bruins, I think. Yeah, 2009 Bruins. 2009 Bruins? Yeah, they lost – they won three in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. To Mr. Michael McShay's Philadelphia Flyers. <coughs> but um Jokers. <laughs> Alright, speaking of Bruins, uh let's let's talk some let's talk some beef. We didn't really talk about the games that much, but like we just had to entertain I mean that's more there's your entertainment value right there. Think yeah. about that. Think about that situation. Bill Jackson to the Celtics. <laughs> um, yeah, you heard it here first in the sports blogger. Um so Bruins won one uh lost game two, won game three. Uh game two. Uh I mean I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because after pounding them with the best game we played maybe all year, game one, you got to expect they're going to come out with a little bit of fire. And, like, Bruins knew that, and the Bruins were just ill-equipped to handle it. I think that, I don't know, they just kind of weren't on the same, like, intensity level, which is understandable because, you know, it's not excusable, but it's understandable because, you know, they had this awful loss to the Maple Leafs, and they want to come out and show that they're, you know, a better right. team than they played. So. Yeah. That's, well, that I mean, they they're coming out showing you that they they are, you know, that the whole reason why they made it to the playoffs. They they're they're young, resilient team, uh, and they showed that in game two. There was no doubt about that. They outplayed us, um, as you stated. They they were hungrier than us. That you know? Azim Kadri kid flies. He is gonna be so good when he's older. Or yeah. He's already a beast, but he's gonna be so good. You know, the other thing that kind of like. It stunk, as I'd like to say, <laughs> is Phil Kessel scored. He scored twice. Scored. He scored. Uh, he scored one. Scored game two and game. He scored last night. Uh, what's it called? The uh, game three too. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. He scored twice. What I'm saying is, is that right there was like, ooh. Yeah, I don't. You know I'm, not used, I'm not used to watching Phil Kessel score against the Bruins. So kind of. That's it. You know, that's, that's exactly my point. Like, uh, you, I mean. Let's face it, Bruins Nation. We all know that he was going to score eventually. It just yeah, it's a matter of that it's uh, 
Whatever. What do you got to do? <laughs> still Kessel. I mean, we're better off without him. We we won a cup. Like that's. Oh yeah. I mean, Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, suck up enough. Um, but any, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> did you watch the All Star game? Was it two years ago when when Scotty Hartnell scored a goal and he was walking, he came out, he goes suck it enough, and he's like right in his face and he's mic'd up and everyone on NBC heard it. Oh my god, it was so funny. Oh uh, no, I missed that. That but that's uh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, so I always say that now whenever I see him on the eye, suck it enough. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, game three, um, a much better that's game. Better. I think yep, that I think that the star of the game. You know what? Uh, ooh, wow, my voice is cracked. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Um, you know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, Milan Lucic has been yeah. playing. Like I don't know what the this guy deal whole... with. I was talking so much crap about him earlier, and I was like, this guy's got to wake up. Like he is playing terribly. Like he, we could have been in first place if he had put more effort in. Did or... you realize that? Uh, I believe because this conversation that we had had, you had said that. You know, Lucic has got to, you know, he's got to step up. And I said, hey, listen, it's the playoffs, and he's going to show up. Did I not say that? Mm-hmm. I, don't mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, exactly. I did say that. I so I do not recall. What's that? I do not recall. Yeah, you're blocking it from your memory because it was so awesome of me. I do not recall. Um, you know, the good thing is, is not only not only is Lucic stepping up, Horton, he he's he's like he scored. You know, he scored what? He's uh, three goals. I think he scored two, and he's had a bunch of helpers. You know, and um, you know, Krejci. Yeah, the first line has been the best line that we've been playing. Like, honest, yeah. Besides for the fourth line, because the fourth line is always beast. Well, um, yeah. But and that's what it is. You know, the first line uh, has been playing unbelievably, and you know, Krejci, Lucci, Horton have all been stepping up their game, and they've been playing very well, and that's the kind of contribution we need. The second line, on the other hand, is not playing as well. They're playing well yeah. enough to like stay positive, but yeah, it, like it, it, you know, it's kind of it, it's kind of sad to see. I mean, uh, you know, watching um, Monday night's game, you know, Sagan and and, and Marshawn, they, they're so missing. Close. Yeah, they're missing wide open nets, though. I mean, Sagan has Sagan's had at least at least Sagan's like taking some opportunities. Uh, Marshawn is he's playing a little uh, iffy on that. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know, if, like. Yeah. I saw Tyler Sagan, Tyler Sagan had a lazy tripping penalty that that led to Toronto scoring a power play goal and stuff like that that you don't like to see. But um, right. you know, at the same time, our our I mean, we're we're playing well and that we're winning. And I mean, Tuka Rask has been playing unbelievably. And people, game three was a hiccup, sure, but like people underestimate him. I think he might be one of the most underestimated goaltenders in the NHL. I think he's got some of the best stats in the regular season. He right now he. He had 46 saves. Like that's got to be some kind of recent right. he, record. He talked about the uh, the stats before the playoffs started, and um, you know, going into it, he was he was you know right there with Tim Thomas. So, I mean, for anybody that didn't have any faith in Tuukka Rask, me being one of them, I was a little worried about it. He's he's like he's stepped up, man. He's he's playing. He's giving him a chance to win. I mean, I think that we have Anton Kudobin to thank for that. Kudobin because he Kudobin. was the reason. Kudobin. He was the reason why Tuca could stay fresh and Tuca could continue to play well this season. And he's, I think he's the reason right now where Tuca is like is is playing like he's coming out fresh every night. So he's been, he hasn't he hasn't had to carry that much weight because he they were doing it for a while every two games Kudobin, every two games Tuca, and that gave yeah. the time to relax. And that's no. Good. Let me let me ask you a little something. Uh, a little something, something. A little something, something. Do do you see 
um, you know, remember watching Tim Thomas and Tuka Rask, you know, and, and how they talk to each other after the games and during the games and stuff like that. Do you see, like, Tuka Rask actually doing that with Kadovin? Because I, I've noticed it, you know, after the games, they kind of come, you know, they kind of chit-chat like, you know, Tim Thomas does. And during, like, you know, uh, intermissions and stuff, they, you could see them kind of chatting. Do you think that Tuka Rask is maybe taking Kadovin underneath his ring? Uh, wing a little bit yeah, and kind of like guiding him along it's funny because they're actually the same age but Dobie, Dobby has a lot less experience and Tuca definitely is bringing him under his wing a little bit um Tuca has shown that he is just as good of a starting goaltender in the NHL as anyone at this point um and yeah I think he's definitely taking Dobby Dobby's a, a funny guy like you should watch some of his interviews he's a funny funny guy and um you know I think that's something that you know Tuka Tuka works with him absolutely, and I think that right now there's been a lot there's a, bit, a lot of talk going on. I think that you saw um, in the game on Monday night, uh, you saw like Zdeno Chara bringing Tyler Sagan aside, and be like, "Listen, this is what you did wrong. This is what we need to work on." Yeah, and that yeah, was like that. Yep. that was very encouraging because it was completely professional. There was not like there weren't like yelling at people's faces. Like Tyler Sagan understood what he needed to do. He talked to the coach, and he, you know Julian said yes to like what or or no no like this is what you got to do. I and, see. And yeah, and I mean you're you're hundred percent right. And I've noticed it especially lately, even like even with like Yami Yager, he you know, they're all like you know, the coach will like you the line will come off, they'll sit down on the bench, the coach will come over, he'll have his little playbook or his little play uh uh his little play chart there. And he'll chat. go and talk, his chat. You know, and they'll he'll they'll talk about it and they'll be like, Okay, and it's like they correct the problem. The next, you know, the next shift. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that you're. I think that you're right. I think that chemistry has been working pretty well right now, especially with the Yager line. I, I, and we see Yager and Peverly having starting some, to click, having yeah. some great chemistry on that one goal where Yager scored and Peverly knew where, exactly where to be and exactly where Yager was going to put it. And that was like a pro kind of. Look like these guys have been playing all season, so that was so encouraging. I love that was my favorite goal. Actually, Danny Pye's goal is my favorite. Cause yeah, cause, I love that guy. Yeah, and I know, I know. Yeah. And he's the hardest worker. We were, we were watching the goal last, uh, excuse me, Monday night when De, you know he shoot, he scored the short end goal. I said, oh, and I said Scott just Scott just did a backflip. He's happy, you know. Yeah, that that so. was a sweet little shorthanded breakaway backhand deke on Reimer. But um, yeah. He, oh man, did he he faked him out of his pads on that one? Sean Dor- Thornton had the best. Deke of the night, but he couldn't convert on it. He almost, oh man, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. If he had only, if like, he could this only put it up in a little hand bit, hand. you know? But, uh, he would have had it, yeah. He would have had it. I mean, he had an open net and he juked the world, which was awesome. Yeah. But, um, it, like, it shows us, you know, Thorne's got some ability. Um, I did want to bring up a uh, kind of a funny, funny topic, and I posted it up on, uh, you know, our, our, our blog site, uh, which is uh, sportsblogger.wordpress.com for anybody. Um, talking about uh, somebody had asked, uh, excuse me, let me take it back a little bit. Tom Brady was seen at um, University of Southern California, uh, you know, training, you know, uh, working out with Danny Amendola and Terrell Owens. Uh, yeah. Uh, and somebody yeah, had uh, asked Terrell Owens. Somebody had asked Terrell Owens if he would, of course, want to play with the New England Patriots, and he's gone on record and saying, you know, oh, absolutely, be no brainer. I'd love to play for the Patriots. You know, what you see, what they've done there, 
you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick to have, you know, a winning stature, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Well, for anyone that's thinking about it, no, it's not going to happen. New England Patriots have way too many wide receivers on their roster. They have uh, – their cap space is pretty much full. They've got enough guys that they don't need a knucklehead by by the name of Terrell Owens coming in here and saying, oh, give me the ball. That's my quarterback. <laughs> give me the ball. You know what I mean? Isn't he 39, no. isn't he 39 years old? Yeah, he might be. Who cares? I mean, I like he's a, he could he's sit a, there and say he's a semi-professional bowler. Yeah, well, the, the guy couldn't listen. The guy couldn't <laughs> even make it in the Canadian league, right? He couldn't make it in the Canadian league, and then he got cut from the Seattle Seahawks before the season last year. Come on, I like, mean, yeah, I don't. He sat there and he said, "Oh, I'm in the best shape of my life." Yeah, the dude's in good shape. I, I mean, don't care. He is the owner of the Dallas Strikers, one of eight. One of the eight five-team, uh, five-player teams in the new PBA, which is the Professional Bowlers Association. I think that he's, you know, he can use some of that experience working with, with, you know. Because he took whatever he took whatever money that, that he didn't, uh, that he had to back out of in the Arena Football League that he owned half a team with. He had to take that out and put it into a bowling league because he's like a bowling fanatic. You know what? Let, let him just work on his. Maybe he can work on his skills at bowling, and maybe we can we can put him in at uh. The guy who rolls the ball to the line of scrimmage. That might work. That's it. Yeah. Hey, maybe he can work as a long snapper. Yeah, I mean, you never know. So, I mean, that's Terrell Owens. Not coming to the Patriots. No, thank you. We do not want you. Go yes. eat popcorn somewhere else. Thank you very yes. much. Yes, take your butterfingers somewhere else. All right. Um, so that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'd just like to say, uh, if you could go and, you know, give uh, Fan Junkies Radio a listen. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every day, uh, excuse me, at 12. Um, and listen to Five Minutes at the Frat House at 1 o'clock on Saturdays. Find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Sports Blaga. I'm your host, John Larry, and with me is always Scott McDonald Ablooney. Oh, right, yeah, so now I, get the, now I get the last name, right? Yeah, so. You got it. All right, we can close with that. All right, sounds good. Close it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.